0: or answer on social media using the hashtag 10ThingsToTellYou. This is a show about digging deeper and sharing our stuff. I'll go first. Welcome to this episode of the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. We are once again talking about my very favorite subject, books, Books are my very favorite thing. If you are new to the show and also like Book Talk, you might want to scroll back and listen to episode 31, where Alyssa Herzig and I talk about the very best books that we read over the summer, or episode 11, back in April, when I share the best books that I read at the beginning of the year. Or, of course, there is always episode number one of this whole show titled when do you read and i share all of my thoughts around reading when i read how i choose what i read all of that stuff but today i'm not talking about what i've been reading lately although that will come up just a little bit instead i'm talking about reading for growth specifically seeking out books that will expand your horizon your education, your perspective. And the way that you could interact with this topic, with this show and this episode would be to share a book that you've read at any time in your life that has changed the way you thought about something. Any topic, any genre, fiction or non, but share a book that has affected your worldview. And then if you wanted to go a step further, maybe share a book or a topic that you want to read. Maybe use this prompt with a friend to hold one another accountable to purposefully read something that will inspire growth. Now, I have two caveats to the topic of this episode. The first is that I firmly believe fiction, novels, made-up stories can be just as effective at opening a person's mind. I believe this wholeheartedly. I probably, if pressed, actually believe that novels do more to change the world than the types of books that we're going to talk about today. But there does come a time in your life when you are purposefully seeking change and expansion. And what you desire is a more straight up book that tells you something in a straightforward way instead of in a thematic way. Where you don't have to suss out the meaning, but in fact, something just completely spells out the meaning for you. Nonfiction, in other words. So we're going to be talking about nonfiction books mostly today, but I just want everyone to know that I believe novels are just as effective, if not more effective, at broadening the mind. The second caveat is that I have come to believe that there can be too much self-improvement in your life. I did not used to believe this. I used to think that we should all be striving to be better at all times. I never liked those mantras about being enough and all of that. But as I've been on a personal transformation in the last three or four years, when I first delved into the personal development and reading outside of my comfort zone on cultural issues and such, it was like water for a dying man over here. I drank all of that up. I wanted to feel better in my spirit and in my body. And so reading and listening to things designed to help me feel better, giving me clear instructions on how to do that, well, that was exactly what I needed at that time. But when you've immersed yourself in that world for a while, it can get exhausting. And while I always want to live with a growth mindset in general, I do think we have to give ourselves breaks sometimes on all the striving and the stretching. We can start to think that we'll never measure up, that we will never reach any rung of the enlightenment ladder. And beating ourselves up in this way, desperately reaching for anything that promises a relief from personal pain and shame, well, that is just the other end of the spectrum. And I think that we should be mindful of what our brains and hearts need and that binging on some of this stuff can be just as detrimental as being ignorant to it. So as always, healthy moderation in all things. That's my second caveat. Okay, with those things out of the way, let's talk about books for our growth. What do I mean by that? There are all kinds of ways in which one could grow, but for the sake of this episode, I've narrowed it to four categories. Introspection, spiritual, body, and humanity. Put another way, discovering ourselves, finding God, connecting to our body, and learning about others. With those four categories, You might have a specific area of interest within them, science, food, your particular religion might play a part, race relations, sexuality, but I'm going to cover the four broader categories, share the books within them that have affected me in the last few years, and I would love to hear from you about the books that have helped you in your growth, over your lifetime. Obviously, this should be said, books are not the only way to growth. We live in an age where there is an abundance of opportunity to better ourselves. We have podcasts. Thank you for listening. We have documentaries. There are a million ways to connect to and relate to our bodies. But in my life, learning has always started with reading. I strongly believe That reading and travel are the two best ways to open your heart and mind and to educate yourself. But not everyone can travel and everyone can read. Everyone can read. Everyone has time. If you think that you don't, please refer back to episode one where I lay it all out for you. Today then means we're going to focus on books, although all those other ways to grow are awesome as well. All right, the first category, introspection. You know, I could have swapped the first and fourth category order here because arguably you have to know yourself before you can understand others. Or is it that you can't understand yourself until you see and empathize with others? This is a circular question with no real answer, but in my life, it took digging deep within myself, learning more about myself and my own tendencies and pain points that helped me to really see other people more clearly. So I'm going to start with introspection. It might not be everyone's starting point. Reading self-help books, personal growth books, it gets a bad rap sometimes because from the outside, I guess it could look self-indulgent. Like a person is just staring at themselves, navel-gazing, and this may seem narcissistic if you are not wired to want to dig deep within yourself, but I obviously do not see it that way. I have to say that the people in my life who are the most self-aware, either naturally or because they've worked hard to be that way, they are some of the most enjoyable people to be around. People who seem to be awake to themselves Their energy is often contagious. Like, you know that person who makes you want to be a better person. Those people are usually not in a fog of baggage. The person who comes to mind immediately for me, when I think about who has taught me the most about myself, who I consider to be one of the most valuable teachers in my life, who I do not know personally, is Brene Brown, well, and Oprah. Oprah kicked open this door of self-help for me and millions and millions of other people 25, 30 years ago, but it was Brene Brown in the last five years when I was squarely an adult adult who taught me so much about shame, which is something that I never thought that I had, but I do, we all do. Brene taught me about sharing our pain and belonging. All of that started for me with Brene Brown. Specifically, it started with the book, The Gifts of Imperfection. I've been raving about The Gifts of Imperfection for so many years now. I have since learned that it can be a little bit intense for people, that book. Even some of my most like self-help loving friends find that book to be almost too vulnerable for them. So if you think you're not quite ready for that, if you're at the beginning of reading self-help, personal development books, then I next recommend starting with Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. It has a lot of the same points and lessons, but it is more memoir style and story driven than The Gifts of Imperfection. But it was The Gifts of Imperfection that really tore me all the way up. And made me reach deep into all of those places that I had been neglecting or ignoring. I'll also share a link in the show notes to Brene Brown's TED Talk on shame. I'm willing to bet that most of you who are listening are at least familiar with Brene Brown, if not raving fans like myself. But if for some reason you're not, I think her TED Talk is a great place to start. Another book that has really helped me look inward, and this one especially helped me look at myself within relationships. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating, and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. With artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to BornShoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's Bourne, Born B O R N Shoes S H O E S com and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping, available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. That is Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is. Byron Katie has these four steps that she calls the work, and its aim is to get yourself to a core truth. And based on the idea that we're all making up stories all the time, Stories that this person doesn't like you, or stories about how your childhood messed something up for you, or just little stories all the time that we create and tell ourselves. We live within them. How often they're just not true. Or if they are true, how we are reacting to them or holding on to them is not serving us. In her book, Loving What Is. Byron Katie walks you through these steps over and over, and it has just been so helpful to me to go through that process whenever I'm just spinning out on something or I can't let go of something. It's just a really, really good process called the work, and that is present all through the book, lots of examples of it in the book, Loving What Is by Byron Katie. Another book in this category for me is less tangibly helpful than Brene Brown or Byron Katie, but it has been enormously helpful when I look at myself and my attachments. It's definitely more out there, woo-woo, but I love it. And that is The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. Now, maybe you've seen Michael Singer on Oprah or maybe you saw that I posted about his other book that I read this summer called The Surrender Experiment. But it was the untethered soul, to stick with the untethered analogy, loosened something within me that I had been holding tight to for decades. Singer's ideas are much more esoteric. He's more along the lines of Eckhart Tolle if you're familiar with The Power of Now and those type of books. But I just took so much from The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Lastly, but equally kind of out there, woo-woo, except more in a girlfriend's guide to self-help, is the You Are a Badass books from Jen Sincero. These are sort of like hip self-help, if you will, Not necessarily aimed at millennials, but maybe. Definitely moving out of hippie style self-help and more into taking charge of your life, but with a main entree of spirituality. And I loved this approach. For me, you are a badass and you are a badass at making money, the follow-up. They were a really good mix of introspection and woo-woo and tangible action plans. So the books I've listed here are a little bit all over the map. That will be true for each category. They all have decidedly different tones. And obviously, people are going to connect to some tones more than others. I have loved all of these books, but I recommend that you do not blindly fill up your Amazon cart. Definitely read a sample chapter or grab it from the library, skim it at the bookstore, we're all going to connect differently to different things, especially when we're talking about these type of books, I feel like. So I'm just sharing my favorites throughout this episode to jumpstart your own list. Okay, second category, spirituality. So same thing here. Spirituality means different things to different people. But when I say that word, I mean whatever connects you most to God or to the universe or to life force, whatever you believe is beyond ourselves. And because our focus is growth on this show, this also means reading something outside of your ingrained belief system. Not to read something necessarily contradictory, that is not always the point, but something that will broaden what you think you already know. I had so, so, so many of these because I started reading spiritual-type books long before I started reading personal development-type books. And I started this in high school, and it broadened my idea of God in such a good way beyond the conservative, Christian, in-a-box God that I grew up with. I started with Anne Lamott when I was in college. She blew my socks all the way off. Traveling Mercies, that book was a total game changer for me. In the last few years, one of my very favorite faith writers has become Barbara Brown Taylor. Her book, Leaving Church, is just excellent. And it was exactly what I needed to read when I read it, even though by the time I read it, I hadn't attended church in like over 10 years. It was still just such a good read for me. Then I discovered Pima Chodron, the Buddhist teacher who has a number of beautiful books that have impacted my life. I especially love Start Where You Are, which is a book I came across after I had taken on that phrase as one of my life mantras. Start Where You Are is still one of my life mantras. So I took it as a sign that Pima was meant to be one of my teachers. I also love her books, How to Meditate and when things fall apart. There are a number of Pema Chodron videos on YouTube, including her appearances on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. She speaks into my life so, so much. You know, because spirituality for growth is maybe the broadest category of the four categories I'm discussing today, this one was harder for me to nail down who and which books I wanted to talk about, simply because it could go in so many different directions. My personal definition of spirituality is wide, and I realized this week this is one genre I get a little skittish talking about publicly and online. I feel like it's a place where one could be misunderstood, or if you align yourself with one leader or teacher or philosophy or theology or denomination, it can feel very tricky if you change what you believe, or if a person that you've learned a lot from turns out to be, "Oh, so human." Those stakes seem high when we're talking about spirituality. And so' I'm trying to let go of ego. In this section and be able to talk about these things while understanding that humans are fallible and my own belief system is constantly evolving. And what resonates with my soul right now might not make any sense to me later. So I have not navigated this perfectly on the internet at all. And I know a lot of you share this dance with me talking openly about spirituality, but as the whole goal of 10 Things to Tell You is about sharing and being vulnerable, this is definitely a prompt, this category within the prompt, to take to friends and see what books are pushing them to grow, to share what is shaping you right now. This might be one that feels very, very personal. I will say last week, I went to go hear Gabrielle Bernstein talk here in LA, and it was a fantastic experience. I just listened to her new book called Super Attractor. It is my favorite of hers that I've read. I think I've read four of hers. Gabby Bernstein is someone that I've learned a lot from in the idea of laws of attraction, the law of attraction, and meditation, and spirit guides, affirmations, which I love, A bunch of that stuff is really trendy right now, honestly, but being trendy does not inherently make it bad. I am learning a lot from some of these people who are sharing about energy and things that I feel like I already knew instinctively, maybe, but this work is giving a language to it. It has been super, super valuable to me. Okay, the third category in books for growth is body. You've been listening to me for a while, then you know that the mind-body connection is a thing that I have been shouting about for a few years now. Not because I fully understand it or have it covered. No, quite the opposite, in fact, because I am struggling with this part of personal growth. I'm just being honest. The older I get, the more I understand how much the body impacts my mind and spirit and whole life, and also. The harder it is to live in this body as it ages. So that's where I am on this spectrum, but books have definitely helped me understand my body so much better. P.S. If you want to know more about what I'm pursuing in the mind-body category... You can always go back and listen to the six-part series I did on my other podcast, Smartest Person in the Room. I will link to that in the show notes. And then I also have a great episode about this back in February with my friend, Curry Campbell. She's also my Pilates instructor. And it's episode four. It's called, How Do You Connect to Your Body? So there have been a few books about the body that have been crucial to my understanding of the mind-body connection. Y'all know that I love to play games on my phone to unwind and I am always looking for a new one to download. And I recently ran across two dots and I wanna tell you about it. Two Dots is a free-to-download puzzle-based game that involves connecting dots through relaxing puzzles while unlocking levels and collecting prizes along the way. There are different gameplay modes to make the experience unique and exciting with every single puzzle. There are over five thousand distinct puzzles with various power-ups and special dots ready to earn as you move through the levels. The in-app music and visually stimulating interface provide a soothing experience when you just want to relax and unwind. Not only is Two Dots free to download, but it can also be played without internet connection. So playing on the go offline is a breeze. And if you don't want to play alone, you can challenge your friends on Facebook as well as connect with the larger Two Dots community for even more engagement. If you're looking for the perfect game to help you relax, but also keep you engaged, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS. First, Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Tribole and Elise Reich. This book is so revolutionary. If you have struggled with anything around eating and food, and of course a lot of us have, we live in such a diet culture, this book, Intuitive Eating, is a game changer. I felt like the authors were absolutely in my head about the various ways a person can think about food, the emotions that surround food, this book is just so good. I cannot say that I've put intuitive eating into full practice in my life. I want to, but I'm just being honest that it's harder than it sounds. But it has changed the way I think about food and the way that I approach eating. It is just a phenomenal resource, intuitive eating. Another book I'm going to highly recommend, I'm not even actually finished with this one, I've been working my way slowly through this book for months and months, but it has been so eye-opening, and that is The Body Keeps the Score by Bessel van der Kolk. Even if you have not had any significant trauma to your body, this book is so helpful and really makes you understand how our bodies, our physical bodies, Hold pain. That emotional pain gets stored in our body and comes out in so many ways, in aches, in pains. The Body Keeps the Score is probably the most on-the-nose book and resource about all the things I've been learning in my own body in the last few years. It's taken me so long to get through it because I read one thing and then I have to think about it and I reread it I think about it. It's so, so good. There's another book that has been pretty influential in my journey with my body. It does come with some real disclaimers from me, and that is You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Now, what I loved about this book is all the connection stuff and how your thoughts affect your spirit and your body. I think this is a really important thing that we don't talk about when we're talking about health and disease and all of that stuff. But also, this book was written in the 80s. There are definitely some ideas in here that are dated that I actively do not agree with. And so this one is an example of learning from something without taking every single word or idea as gospel. Because I do not. And yet I still, I learned a lot from Louise Hay about my mind and body connection. I think You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay is sort of considered a self-help classic, which means it gets a lot of praise and a lot of criticism, both deserved in my opinion. And so I just take what works for me and leave behind the rest. I also wanted to mention the book Burnout from Emily and Amelia Nagoski their sisters they wrote this amazing book that I talk more about in episode 31 with Alyssa Hertzig and we're talking about the best books that we've read lately I want every woman to read the book Burnout there is so much that is relevant to our culture to our lifestyles to the way women hustle and push through and don't pay attention and don't rest and it is a book that I'm just putting in every woman's hands that I possibly can. It's going to be one of my best of the year. It's called Burnout. You will hear me talk more about this book at the end of the year when we get to best books as I talk about things I'm gifting, all of that. It is the most of all of these sort of the most universal that everyone will take something from. You know, it's just came out this year so it's very relevant. I super super Recommend Burnout by Amelia Nagoski and Emily Nagoski. All right, last category in my thoughts on books for growth, humanity. One of the most important ways that I have changed in the last few years was by learning about my fellow humans and the human experience that is outside my own For me, this has particularly been about race relations and tensions in America. I've been so drawn to memoirs and history and nonfiction books that tell me something I would have no idea about otherwise. And this is really, really, really important. As much as I love and advocate for personal growth, I mean, this whole show is predicated on the idea of sharing, but the other side of that coin is about listening, listening and learning from others who have a different, maybe even an opposite perspective. If we strive to really hear one another instead of just dismissing something that we think is wrong or that we think doesn't apply to us, this is where we move the needle on progress in our world. We grow as people and as a society when we read books and hear perspectives that bring the humanity to an issue that we might think is political or that we assume we understand when we don't, just by educating ourselves beyond news headlines or sound bites. I started down this road when I got really into. Personal memoir. That is still one of my favorite genres. A person can learn so much from memoir, any kind of memoir, but like novels, sometimes you're learning in a more subtle way or you're just hearing about a very singular experience. And when I am actively looking for growth in an area, it is better to read just a straightforward book about the subject. Anything in current events that helps you expand your depth and breadth of knowledge. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking about the multiple books that came out this fall with various angles of the Me Too movement. By the way, right now I'm listening to the book She Said. It is riveting and I have a few more on my list to get to before the end of the year. But there are also books about poverty and politics and healthcare and mental health and climate change, you know, just hundreds of subjects that may not affect you directly every single day, but it is affecting our world and history and our place in it. So I think that humanity is an important category of personal growth books. And I know that reading long-form arguments about some of these things has changed me just as much as reading things to learn more about myself. So again, for me, the most relevant topic that has completely shaken my worldview is learning the history and reality of people of color in the United States. A book I point a lot of people towards is Brian Stevenson's Just Mercy. The book is about the criminal justice system, and it is so, so interesting. It's also about to be a movie, FYI, starring Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. I also learned a ton from the book, So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijeoma Aluhu. This book is really bold in its delivery. I actually listened to this one on audio. It is so excellent and so many things that she talked about. I just learned so much. Also, Austin Channing Brown's book from last year called I'm Still Here... Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness was really really good. I am currently reading How to Be an Anti-Racist by Ibram X Kendi, which is really good so far. And in my to-read pile is White Fragility: Why It's So Hard for White People to Talk About Racism. So racism is a topic that, as I've learned more about it, it has changed me. It has changed the way I feel about a lot of things in our country, in my own life, in relationships, and that is no small thing. When we seek growth in one area, other areas follow. This is the wonderful side effect to having a growth mindset for wanting to better understand ourselves and others. So I am really, really interested in hearing what books you guys are reading. What voices are speaking into your life right now? On my personal Instagram, I asked that question and was pointed towards some people who are doing amazing work in all kinds of genres. And this is the glory and beauty of the internet. If you post this week about a book that has brought about growth in your life, Please tag the show and use the hashtag 10 things to tell you so everyone can see it. I really, really want to know what you guys are learning, what you're drawn to at the moment. My four categories for personal growth books are, again, introspection, spirituality, body, and humanity. But you might have your own categories and I want to hear that too books and reading and personal growth, these are all my areas of passion. So thank you for coming along with me on this episode as I talk about some of my favorites, some of the things that I'm reading and learning right now. I'll see you next week. or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.